The following program is paid for by the Hawkeye Huddle, which is solely responsible for its content. The opinions and views expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of 1700 The Champ, Cumulus Media, or its employees or management. The Hawkeye Huddle on 101.3 and 1700 The Champ. Interact with the show on Twitter at Hawkeye Huddle and at Hawkeye Huddle 2. And hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Hawkeye Huddle here on 1700 The Champ. Brett Ridge, Dave Crane Jr. with you as we are each week from 6 to 7 o'clock here at G-Mix in West Des Moines. Come on down steak night as they have had for the past several years while we've been here. Lots of people in the house tonight. Christmas decorations up. Festive atmosphere by all as we uh, talk to World of Iowa Hawkeyes. We have a two-hour show. Floyd of Rosedale is home where he belongs. To cram into one hour here. This This ought to be interesting. Floyd Rosedale is home. The Hawkeyes win it 13-10 up in Minneapolis on Saturday. Drew Stevens with the last second field goal, <clears throat> as called uh, here on the radio right here on this station last There's, week. You should actually puff your chest out. A little and bit. it should also be noted that I propped you up on the Twitter machine. You did. You did. Uh, I appreciated that. By stating that you said it would be 12-10, and it was 13-10. And it was, a, it was a great day. It was a great day to be a Hawkeye, as it always is. But I sat here with four, well, three of our guests tonight. You were gone. And uh, in this very table, Hollywood's probably got a bruise on his right shoulder for the number of times that I was that you hitting. Punched him? Not punching, just, just sort of going yes or no. In, in, a, in a good-hearted fashion down here at Jimmy And by the way, if you want a great game day experience, come on down here. There's giveaways. Virtually everyone wins, except for me this week, which was odd. Usually I always do. Um, Alan won. Uh, Cyclone fans of the Hawkeye Huddle won. Um, but nevertheless, a great, fun game day experience. We, we do the IOWA. Yes, there's, there's all kinds of fun. Absolutely. Anyway, um, but what a great gritty gritty football game and win hawks are seven and four five and three in the big 10 and and uh boy in temperatures like that cold like that that's that's the kind of game you expected i think the part you didn't expect obviously is that minnesota ran for 300 and some odd yards mo ibrahim with uh 265 of them a lot of them on the cutback if you notice he cutting back to the left a little bit but he was able to get through that hole and we said it last year that when he went down that Minnesota probably would have won the Big Ten West last year as good as I thought they were with him, right, without well, him. And, 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 you know, obviously uh, their their quarterback, Tanner. Tanner Morgan, and they didn't Morgan, have him the other day, uh, right? Out, out against Iowa. Um, I mean, those two together with that, that team, uh, they're a very good football team, honestly. And, and quite frankly, I have no idea why Wisconsin is favored by three and a half this week uh, over Minnesota. Um, I don't care where the game is played. Wisconsin fans are not going to show up and, and make that some sort of hellhole. I love the Gophers well, Th- this, Minna- this Minnes- week plus points. Minnesota's got the lowest scoring defense in the Big Ten. I mean, th- they give up fewer points than Iowa does. Now, granted, Iowa has given up well, we have 10 or less in eight games, which is an amazing streak, right? Yeah. If you take out um, – Michigan and Ohio State. And which they did not play both of them, right? Which you yeah. cannot take out. But that's like, what, 80, 84 points right. or something that right. the Hawks have given up? But Minnesota. But the point is, Minnesota's got a, a really good defense, and Iowa struggles to score the other day 
Um, I, I was happy that they ran up 250-some-odd yards, 260-some-odd yards at least in that cold because Minnesota has a good defense. I was, I, you know. the, thing, the things that I, that I enjoyed here beyond just the victory about the way Iowa played the other day, first quarter they came out, they were very, very aggressive. And obviously Sam Laporta getting hurt on the fourth and two conversion where he took it down, and then we run a pitch play, which John and I had been calling for pretty much since the beginning of the game. Would we Can we just do a toss sweep and throw it outside and see if we can go somewhere? And we all thought Caleb Johnson scored, got it down to the one, and again, we go quick, punch it in, yep. uh, score on the, on the quarterback sneak in Iowa with the 10-0 lead. That, that has to be a little bit daunting when you're the other team going okay now we're two scores behind Iowa and they don't really give up two yeah. scores yeah as you've just noted in the, all games that we played except against uh Michigan, Michigan and Ohio State would go to 10 yep. points or less yeah it, 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 it did seem like that's that would insane be, that'd be an, a, a huge advantage Minnesota came back and came back hard I got to give credit. So there's there's a there's a play in the game that went in Minnesota's favor, but an Iowa player made a huge play, saving a touchdown that it essentially saved the game. So this is is it get a pass interference? It's ten to seven. Mo Ibrahim goes on another long run. Oh, it goes Cooper DeGene. Cooper DeGene comes from behind, gets him on the angle, runs him out of bounds. Now, he could have given up on that play. A lot Cooper of guys Gene doesn't give up on anything. I know. Now, they missed If there's the one crumb left at the, at the breakfast buffet, he's, he's going to run over there and eat that. It was huge. They missed the field goal after that, right? right? And so they don't score there it's after It's the same that play he made run. in the bowl game last year against Kentucky, and that right. guy's running in, and yep. he comes from 93 yards away, going across the field, and catches that guy yep. at the seven. It was, it was huge, uh, and that's... That's one of the magical things about that kid, and about the Iowa defense, really, is that they don't give up on plays, right? They know that they can. it's worth it to stop somebody, even on the 5-yard line, even on the 10-yard line. It's worth it because there's a possibility that you might get them to fumble. It's worth it to stop them when they're going in for the winning score because you might get an interception tip from Riley Moss to Jack Campbell, and he may go all the way. And he did go all the way. It, it, and if there was a meatloaf song that had those kinds of lyrics in it, we could have played him on Saturday because he was going to go all the way tonight. He, he was, and I, he uh, did. And he unfortunately, did. And the referee, a mother walked in and blew the whistle and said, you're not going all the way tonight with my girl. What? You stepped out, I'm pretty certain here. What? I, I, get, I, I understand blowing the whistle a lot. of, But that, at that point, what, what was Aren't these? Uh, just, it's a, that's an, an inadvertent whistle, right? That's a... No, There's no it, way that it, that guy thought he. I mean, he, that was a completely vertent whistle. <sighs> Awful. Awful. No, he right. meant to blow it. Uh, uh, I he, mean, an inadvertent whistle is me running well, down the very, down the thing and blowing the whistle every time I take the third so step. As difficult, that's inadvertent. As difficult as it was uh, to see Iowa trying to score and not and not having a lot of luck. How about the fact then they sacked it up? Petrus with a beautiful throw right down the middle to, to Lachey, who had to come in for Laporta. In 16-degree weather, he snatches it out of the air, brings it down to the 12. Now you've got a chip shot field goal to win the game. 
Um, so they had to actually drive at that point, and they did. They got it done. So when people start saying, well, that was lucky, you know, they got the interception. There was nothing lucky about it. There was nothing it. lucky about it. They had to drive then after that Phil, to make it happen. Phil Parker would punch every single person in the world right straight in the nose who said that was lucky. That's, that's called preparation. That's called being in the and, right spot. And it, that's called gang tackling. That's called being. Yeah. P.J. Yep. Fleck made a comment last week. I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday where he said, it's interesting about Iowa. When they have a chance to pick off a ball or intercept a ball, they don't drop them. They, they do it. Minnesota dropped two during the game. And one of those led directly to an Iowa touchdown. So don't tell me it's lucky that we caused two turnovers in the last five minutes of the game that was cold, that they were tired. And they didn't. I mean, good right Lord, there. Mo Mo had run that ball for what fourteen times in a row. What does he think he is, Jordan Canzeri? <laughs> Apparently and, not. And the and the pass that they threw, you know. Well, you right. had to. It's third and eight. They got to throw right. You get the Greek freak back there at quarterback. You sooner or later, you know, the euro was coming out. There it was. He's going to drop so, it. So Jack Campbell is the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Week for his uh, six solos, ten uh, total no tackles, way. and then the he should have been a pick six and a pick and what should have been a pick six. Good for him on that one. He's also a Buckus Award winner uh, or Buckus Award finalist. Uh, finalist, 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 which finalist. means he'll be at the show. That means he's amongst the top three linebackers, and we're going to get to our. What, Tory Taylor being left off the Ray Guy list? Did you see? Oh, that? I didn't see that. He's not a top ten punter. Not in the semifinals or not the in the semifinalists. Oh my good lord! Ray Guy Ward. They have apparently ten punters in the country who are better than Tory Taylor. Ray Guy, R.I.P. They uh, ought to R.I.P. that Ward if they yeah, can't figure that out ought, that that, ought, that, that, that was that was bad. That may bring him back next year. Well, you're going to get drafted in the NFL if you think. I mean, if you, the only thing, reason he's leaving is to get drafted in the NFL. You think you're going to get drafted if you're. Not a top ten. I suppose your agent goes out. You do some tryouts, and you're clearly better than the other guys, regardless of the Ray Guy Award, right? So I, th- I it's think possible. But. You know, the best punter that college football has had in the last uh, oh many many years turned out to be a rapist. So <laughs> punters. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, seriously, they yeah, do for yeah. San Diego State. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, so, a couple of other. Outstanding performances to point out. I thought Luke Lachey was great in, in relief of Laporta. They'll need him again this week. Laporta's out this week. Kirk says he's got a chance to go next week if Iowa in the event that uh, Iowa in the event that Iowa wins this game goes to Indianapolis. And by the way, we haven't mentioned, but that's what it is. You win and you're in. You win this week against Nebraska at home, and you're going to Indianapolis next week to play either Ohio State or Michigan. Uh, we, and we could play the "Would You Rather" game all day long. Have, at the have end you of the day, canc- you did show. not cancel your hotel reservations. I know. I, I I had my finger on the button. I know several times. We've been talking about no, this for one, five weeks. One more week. I'll let it go. One more week. So I still have one day more. Yep, the Hyatt, the Hyatt Place downtown. It's been there since uh, <laughs> since since July. Yeah, nice music, nice musical reference. So it'll be uh, Nebraska at three o'clock on Saturday. For the Hy-Vee Heroes game, and we'll break it down a little bit more uh, more later in the show. Uh, Got to mention the basketball team as to uh, what they've been doing, and they had a big week as well. Going on the road, winning at Seton Hall, 83-67, to going away. Getting them ranked uh, this week at number 25 and number 24. They're 16 in I the Ken Palm rating. 16 or 13? 16? 16. All right. 
they have the third offensive efficiency and the 59th defensive efficiency, which is better for them as it oh goes. Oh, my gosh. If I was under 80 in defensive efficiency. That's, that's, and a, they that's can, a red letter day. And if they can stay there, that is that is amazing. They because, won, our, because our offense has always been top five. Right. It's in, in it, Ken right, Palm. Right. Right. They won last night 164 over Omaha. Now you got to you start crushed into the, the over, the, by the way. What? Crushed the over. They crushed. Oh, absolutely. Well ahead of it. 151. 151. Um, this week, Friday, they got Clemson at 6 o'clock on the road That's down in Destin, Florida. And uh, if they win, they'll play TCU or, or Cal. TCU. Likely TCU. No. Likely TCU. Cal lost to Texas State. TCU lost to, uh, Andrew told me last night, they lost to somebody like Northwestern State. Or they beat them by one. Or but Northwestern like State, as we all know, can, they're, I, they're I know. a dangerous team. They, they can be. TCU's the team that was going into the year likely real good. And then Iowa has to turn around. They've got Georgia Tech next Tuesday night. Uh, we'll be done with our show next Tuesday night at and 7. They'll, they'll play at 8. And and watch. They'll watch the game uh, as they'll uh, get into the Big Ten that ACC like Challenge. That sounds like fest. Could be if we Post waited game. long. Yeah, okay. Post game. Uh, Chris Murray goes for 29 against uh, Seton Hall and 30 last night. Uh, really didn't even play very much last night. He uh, played 30 minutes, didn't he? Well, I, I'm just going to say, in the, I was going to say in the second half he didn't play very much. He played a lot in the first half, and he had 25 at halftime, I think. You know, but he did. Man, have he was 25. all, and he he is doing it in impressive fashion, like his brother did last year, which is all kinds of different ways, right? It's not just bombing away from the outside. But it's slashing. It's posting. It's getting rebounds. It's everything, right? So I had a long discussion with the proprietor of the uh, G-Migs prior to the game the show and the question i that was posed is how good is this iowa team because right now it looks to me like we've got seven played a seven-man rotation against seton hall last night a lot more guys played they're gonna have to throw some guys in there. but i mean why isn't josh going to lay in three minutes into the second half he, he, I, Why is it Ryan Mulvey in with oh, Riley Mulvey is way behind is Josh Gundelay. under the the under eleven under yeah. twelve in the first half for three minutes. We've got to figure out a way to get these guys in and get them appreciable, meaningful well, spurts of time, so, so that you can rest. And I mean, because yeah. yep. if you're going to play a seven man rotation all season and not expect to be have somebody get nicked up, beat up a little bit. It it will cost you late in February and then into Well, March. obviously last night Aaron Hughes had to play because Perkins was hurt. We'll ask Tom a little bit more about that injury when he gets on here in a little bit. But without Anthony Perkins, who, by the way, is a spark plug of the team, you know, it's just great right. to watch him. But Aaron Hughes played very well last night, and he has, he's going to need to be counted on at some point in time. I agree. Connor, uh, Connor uh, McCaffrey is unbelievably right now shooting it. Lights out. He's that little hitch in his in his in his shot is gone, and it's a nice stroke right now. And yeah, compared, remember we were making he, fun of him two years ago. He every gave, ga- show. he gave that hitch to Peyton Sanford. Uh, it, Peyton's got to get his confidence right now, right? right? And I think that's a guy got to. You know, I really like what I see so far, even though there's clearly room for improvement. But I think Desante Bowen is everything we had hoped Joe Toussaint might be. He's got speed. He's got. He's smooth. He handles the ball very nicely. He's got great court vision, and I think he, he has good energy. He's going to get better and better. That kid's going to play. Over the next few years, we're going to be really happy that, that, that Fran was able to get him. There, there's a lot to like. You're right. This rotation is the thing I'm worried about right now. It's just depth. a little depth, right? Um, because they're playing Duke 
in two weeks. Certainly, they're playing Wisconsin. Certainly Duke is Duke. They're on TV more than Leave it to Beaver. Exactly. And uh, they're going to play They're going to play Duke. They're going to play uh, Wisconsin. They're going to play Iowa State all in the space of a week right after this. The so, next five games are going to be an interesting challenge. It, if they come out of this. Three ACC teams. Yeah. They come out of this with maybe only no, six one games. loss. Six games. Yeah. TCU, I forgot about them. It, it really could turn out to be um, – it could turn out to be a real special season, in, you know, getting some of these wins early. It's going to give them. They will have earned an, uh, their their net at ranking at that point. Absolutely. Time, right? By the way, a, a double digit road road victory in a quad is a quad one seventy top seventy five win against Seton Hall. That'll probably stick, and that'll be a big one at the oh, end of the that'll, year. That'll stick all. So year. you'll see that sticking at the end of the year. All right, we're going to take our break. We'll come back talk to Tom Caker to HawkeyeReport.com. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle. On 1700 The Champ, 101.3 FM. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Hill. Brett Ridge, Dave Creighton Jr. with you here. G-Mix, West Des Moines. As we celebrate the Hawkeye victory from last week against Minnesota, Floyd of Rosedale is at home. This week it's the Hy-Vee Heroes game against Nebraska. And the Big Ten Championship, uh, the Big Ten West Championship is on the line for the Iowa Hawkeyes this weekend. Do and they, on the do line with this. Do they have a trophy for the Big Ten West? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. But, uh, hey, you're going to hang. Uh, do we hang banners? We should have something up about being I Big Ten know. West champions last year, right? Um, and it's for everybody, I will just say this. Anybody that's uh, saying, you know, well, why do you want to go over there? If, the, if you're playing against a team that you're not going to have a lot of chance to beat. Number one, you've always got a chance. Number two, you don't know how long it's going to be until you get back. Indianapolis is an experience that you've got to go have as an Iowa Hawkeye fan because it is the best Hawkeye day. I've had two of them now that I've ever had in my life in terms of, of fans being everywhere. It's so much fun. And I bet Tom Cakert, who's on the line with us now, uh, would corroborate or uh, concur with my assessment that uh, Indianapolis, regardless of the outcome of, of whatever that game might be like, is totally worth Iowa fans going to. Right, Tom? 100%. And also, there is a trophy uh, for the West Division. Uh, I walked by it today. From West. So there, there is a trophy. All right, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, there is a trophy. And um, so if, if they win, um, they will be able to uh, be presented with that trophy. On would, Friday afternoon, would that presentation be on the field? I would imagine so. Um, you know, the last time Iowa had the opportunity to do something like that was 2004 with Wisconsin uh, when they yes. won a share of the yep. Big Ten, and they did that presentation for a share of the I, Big Ten. I remember that vividly. Field. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Uh, yeah, I know one of my uh, favorite games yeah. beat Wisconsin. Yeah, and it, convincingly, right? We Thirty to seven, or something, uh, and we weren't supposed to, right? We were <laughs> that was supposed to be a close game, and Iowa won it convincingly. Um, uh, that was a lot of fun, and it would be a lot of fun to see that on this senior day, Tom. Particularly with the adversity that this team has gone through, and I will point this out. You said it uh, here six weeks ago, and five. we agreed five weeks ago. We agreed. We can you see him running the table? Couldn't you see it still happening? And we're like, you know, you could. And they've turned it around, and regardless of whether or not everything's been pretty, uh, sometimes beauty is in the eye of the, the beholder. And I, I think you have to look the other day, and David said it was a gritty game, but I, I looked at that. There was never a point in time where I looked at that as anything but a pretty victory. 
uh, just so fun to watch. Oh, me either. It, it was so fun to watch because it was Iowa football to a T. We, we must annoy the rest of the country. Oh, we do. We absolutely do. But oh yeah, th- you guys got to bust out the. Uh, I think Reagan had those shirts with the Mad About Iowa shirts. <laughs> right on. Well, I guess somebody I said, Tom. I I read on your website somebody was listening to the Carolina Panthers radio broadcast the other day, and they were behind, you know, sixteen to three. And they're like, you know, if we score here, we might like be able to like Iowa out one here, you know. <laughs> so they've become a verb. It's now a verb. <laughs> it's now a verb, right? Uh, so, Tom, uh, real quick, um, Laporta's out, it sounds like, and, and Monty Potabom for this week. What's, uh, what's the, are, are we really feeling okay about next week for them? If we win? Um, Kirk didn't rule out next week, if there is a next week. You never count on anything, but um, he didn't rule it out. I, I, it was more of uh, just kind of wait and see. So we'll wait and see if... Uh, if they could be available um, if I was fortunate enough to be playing in Indianapolis. And they very well, very well could be. I wanna, well, they're 10.5-point favorites. It, right. I mean, they're plus or minus 400 on the money line right now. So it's Vegas thinks they're going to win. Um, uh, shifting over to basketball, we'll come back to football here in a minute. Shifting over to basketball, a couple of things uh, <clears throat> I want to ask you about. Uh, Tom, first of all, Tony Perkins' leg, I, honestly, I was not in a spot to listen to the broadcast last night, and uh, so I, didn't, I just noticed he wasn't playing, right, and then all of a sudden realized he didn't play. What's going on with his leg? Um, Iowa needs him this week. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be okay, um, and I think he'll be available on Friday. You remember, Friday is going to be kind of the, the day of sports um, right. with uh, uh, the uh, Iowa – Nebraska game at um, at three o'clock, and then you've got uh, men's team playing at six. I think the women's team plays at some point around then too, out in Portland in the Phil Knight Invitational, and uh, Oregon also State. Earlier they in the play day, that you've night. Got, yes, uh, England versus USA in soccer. Yep, yep. yep. that's World at Cup. one. Well, it's at one. So we, yeah, it is a huge day. And uh, by the way, if the Iowa women beat Oregon State uh, in Portland. Uh, that one's on ESPN. If they do that, they get Duke or UConn on Sunday. Awesome. Either on ABC or ESPN, too. So uh, hopefully. That's awesome. Yeah, that is terrific. Um, it'll be, it's going to be a super fun weekend. It's just, this is a big couple of weeks for Iowa sports uh, in terms of, of exposure. Tom, do you think I will, if Iowa wins this game and goes to the Big Ten Championship, do does does nationally the narrative change from you know they were they were kind they've they've been kind of they've a verb they've been a laughing stock at times this year in terms of their offense but doesn't that narrative change completely into well actually you know you just have to give it up to them for winning the way they know how to win that narrative has to change <clears throat> um i don't think it will um i just think then it'll just be where the big 10 west sucks well, that's a, that's a really good point. It, yeah, let me let me tell you this. Of, oh, this Tom, to your to your point though, you tell me one team that wants to go and play Minnesota, and and that try and what? play that wants to go play Minnesota and try and play a physical football game. If they honestly, if they had Tanner, Tanner Morgan, they're really good. Yeah, um, they. 
I don't know if he's the best running back in the country, but he's the most physical. Abraham? Yeah. He was running over guys. And these are, these are no – Iowa defense is no slouch. Right. No, I agree. Man. Yeah. They might have had some holds that helped them along the way, too. Well, you know, surprising, though. I mean, there was no, no, no penalties. No penalties the entire day. The only call that the officials ever made in that game was that Jack Campbell was out of bounds when he wasn't out of bounds. Well, it, the whistles never blew at any other time during the game. How good is that? Maybe their, the only, their only flags were frozen in their pants. Well, I did. You did. It does make you wonder if they wanted to get the game over with. Fewer penalties means the clock just runs and it goes faster and everything. I mean, it, it was interesting that there were no holds because there were a number of times I, we saw Iowa players getting tackled. You know, and it's <clears> certainly uh, Iowa linemen aren't tackling a lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball because they're just running past them. But actually, they did better the other day. They only had one sack. That was unfortunate. It was a big one. Well, it was a corner. It, yeah, it was corner a corner yeah, it was right a corner when I was down there. Yeah. But the, the line actually had done a pretty good job in protecting Spencer during the day. And I, let's give Spencer credit for, for coming back. Now, I think the mentality of this team, at the very least, they got to feel good about, uh, about their accomplishments. Saturday's the big, the big step. I didn't want to get away from basketball without asking you about the, the, the kid that committed uh, over the weekend. Um, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. He's a four-star without a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of offers, Tom. But Iowa apparently working on him for a little longer than people thought, and he becomes the fourth part of that uh, of that next class. Raji Dembale. Raji Dembale. That's your name. Okay. And um, yeah, he's you know, and he's a little bit um, bigger than I thought he was, just in terms of being you know kind of a physical presence. He's uh, 250 pounds. We had him listed at 230, but the release that they sent out said it was 250, and he looks 250. And um, Fran likes him because he can really rebound the basketball, and uh, he can step out and shoot the basketball from three a little bit. So, um, I, you know, uh, Fran seems to really like him. Now, I do think that they're going to go into the portal uh, in the spring and see if they can find a veteran big man. Um, I would guess, uh, assuming that, um, you know, Chris Murray is uh, well, off to the right. NBA and the way he's playing, I would think he's probably off to the NBA. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, in, in the pedigree, uh, the brother of, you know, one of the top three favorites to be rookie of the year in the NBA right now. And they're they're going to like, yeah, they're going to like that as well, aren't they? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the scouts have already seen this show. It's only in a mirror. Now, instead of being right hand, it's left hand. It's the only difference. So, where do they go with this rotation, Tom? They did. They played seven against Seton Hall, and uh, obviously last night Aaron Eulis got some some good minutes, and well, I thought played very very well. Uh, but where do they go? They've got to get a little depth. They got to figure out who that next guy, that next couple of guys are. They can't go with seven men through the Big Ten. I think Fran wants to play probably eight, maybe nine. That's just my personal feeling that he's comfortable with with that many players, and, and and frankly, I think Fran probably coaches better when he's got a shorter bench, um, when he's playing eight nine guys because then Agreed. your starters yes. are getting more extended minutes, and and um, you know so I think it's going to be like starting five, and you have Ulis and Connor and. Um, Dante Bowen probably playing a lot. And then I would assume probably uh, Josh Dix getting some minutes. Um, 
And I think they're going to need Josh Dix eventually because he's just, he's a really good shooter. We saw him kind of get on track a little bit more uh, here um, last night where he started to hit some threes. And, and if he can get going, he's going to be really valuable. Yeah, because, you know, certainly I think they need Peyton Sanford right now in the starting lineup to find his shooting stroke because they need to spread the floor because sooner or later the doubles and triples are coming to Chris Murray. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's, yep. just, it's just a matter of time. And, you know, we were just talking about these next six games are really interesting. Uh, with the teams that you're playing, they're all power five. They're all good teams, relatively good teams. And, and you know, the Hawks can, can make some hay here in this great non-conference schedule that they have. I mean, good Lord, could you imagine if they go – Five and five and one, or, or four and two through these next six games, that'd be really, really something. I think, in in terms of building your net as you look to March. Yeah, and they can, uh, you know, this tournament down in Florida. Uh, I expect that they'll get past Clemson, but that's going to be a tough game, and and then they'll probably play TCU. And TCU came into the season top fifteen, I think. Right. Georgia Tech, who they play next week, not great. Um, but then they've got Duke the following week, and that's going to be a massive game at Madison Square Garden. Still power five teams, though. And then you got to play Iowa yep. State, and then you got to play Wisconsin. I mean, that's yeah. just that's a, yeah, that's that, a gone. That one week is going to be something with Duke on Tuesday, uh, Iowa State on Thursday, and then Wisconsin on Sunday. That's a, that's a haul. Yeah, that's something. Uh, it, it was the first time when they asked him this, this summer about his schedule. It's the first time I ever heard Fran say, look, I schedule in the preseason according to what I think I have. And he kind of <laughs> admitted, that, that's admitting that, you know, some of those weaker <laughs> schedules he had yeah. were taking weeks, nights off, right, getting guys ready. And he thinks this team is ready this early, right? And so we'll, we'll, they look at right now as they've gone, gone into the rankings. Okay, back to football, Tom. Did I – did did Kirk pass or tie Amos Alonzo Stagg? Tied. Tied with the victory tied. this week. He is tied with Amos Alonzo Stagg. Okay. So this is his 300th game, and he's you got realize a chance to go the, pass the, him. The Division Three football championship game is called the Amos Alonzo Stagg Bowl. Yes. Uh, so Kirk has a chance to pass him in all-time uh, Big Ten victories, correct? Um, and yeah. That would be terrific. Uh, they've won. Iowa's won seven in a row. Uh, real quick, your thoughts on what's happening uh, Friday afternoon? Well, I just, I, I just wonder if Nebraska is really all that interested in being in Iowa City. I, you know, I think they'll maybe come out playing pretty hard. Um, Mickey Joseph will try to get them motivated, but other than the trophy, they, you know, they're not going to play in a bowl game. You know, I think guys are going to make some business decisions with their efforts. And, Guys uh, are transferring, uh, coaches leaving. Yeah, this, coaches, you know, Mickey Joseph's not going to be their head coach. No, this is a recipe think. for a blowout. Uh, I, like I just worry that. about with Iowa without Sam LaPorta. But here's the other thing, guys. Um, Nebraska is giving up 195 per game on the ground. Now, some of that was earlier in the season when uh, Shenander was the D.C. and they were really struggling, and they've gotten a little bit better, but um, there's still, it's still a struggle for him. It's I think, a sieve. Stop the run, and I, I, you know, Caleb Johnson might be in line for a big day. Maybe Leshawn Williams. Um, we'll we'll see. But um, let's mark that I, down I as a prediction. Iowa, it, yeah, 
Yeah, I just think Iowa's gonna gonna win probably um, you know, like twenty three to thirteen. Oh come on, we're getting to thirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom. Hey, that'd be hey, fine with me. Either way, uh, we will. Uh, when that happens, I'll I'll uh, see you in Indianapolis the following week. Sound good? That sounds great. All right, thanks, Tom. We'll we'll talk to you next week. Tom, okay. Tom Kicker, dot com. As he has checked in each week over the last nineteen years, for uh, free, for free. Well. Yeah. He gets a little pub out of it. He gets right? a lot of pub, and yeah. he gets 200 bucks a year from you and me. We'll be back on the Hawkeye Huddle on 1700, the champ. And we're back here on the Hawkeye Huddle. We're at Creighton Jr. with you. We're at G-Migs, but we want to recognize our other good sponsors. This is the portion of the program where we talk about EMPM plumbing. You know what they do. They do plumbing, Brett, and they do it better than anyone else. They clean your pipes. They'll fix your stuff. <laughs> Need a toilet? EMPM plumbing. EMPM plumbing. Uh, we we have our friends uh, from from Remax uh, right in front of us. Angie Lancaster and is Brian here? He was okay. Brian Houck, Key Mortgage, uh, appreciate their contributions to the program. Uh, a reminder: if you miss any portion of the program today, you can get out there and check out everything at thehawkeyehuddle.com. That's thehawkeyehuddle.com, powered by Gatehouse Pictures. I spent the day at Gatehouse Pictures today. Uh, they don't do websites. What they do is film and video production. And uh, we had quite a day. Rick's sitting here now with us, and we had quite a day. He did a terrific Sorry, job. his I, name. His name is Hollywood. Hollywood. And he sat right next to me during the football game the other day, and he was a big he, supporter. He, he's bruised from you punching him. He was. No, but they. But, uh, but he, we were both happy with the bruising. Let me just let me just <laughs> tell you, we we got two days worth of work done in one day today. So it was very impressive stuff. So GatehousePictures.com, right? Check them out. Um, all right. We're going to get to our 5th Street 5 in just a little bit. Real quick updates. We did talk about what the women were doing upcoming this week. They did lose to Kansas State, 84-83. Tough game uh, the other night. They had a lead for a little while. Then it was back and forth right at and the end. And a horrible call at the end. I, horrible. Horrible, was horrible. it? I didn't get to see the call. It was horrible. It was horrible. They lost 84-83. Uh, Caitlin really Clark rolled her ankle right at the end. Scary moment, but came back against Belmont. And they win 73-62, and she scored 30. So I think she's okay. Right? Well, I think, you know, athletic tape is a great thing. It's, it is. They're 4-1, and one, and now they've got these big games in the next couple of weeks. Here's the problem with the Iowa women's team right now. They still can't figure out how to stop anybody. They just don't. It's not exactly. There's no help side defense at all. It's not exactly in Lisa's uh, top ten things is uh, fierce man-to-man defense. It's just hard it, it's just hard when they're that good at scoring the basketball to watch them lose games they shouldn't right well but we'll case, see case state's a pretty good team and, a, right. and you you just don't walk into the bramlage center i think that's what it's called well, you, it, can you walk into the bramlage? Well, yeah, you gotta run in yeah. but you just don't go in there and, and expect to walk out with the victory iowa state's lost there a couple times iowa lost there uh with the uh, luke wrecker and company back in the alford years right around christmas that's when shocking they have, yeah Wrestlers uh, with three victories this week, easy ones. 28-13 over Army, Sacred Heart 35-6, Buffalo 35-7. They're 4-0 tonight at the NCAA All-Star uh, Classic in uh, Arlington, Texas. T- Tony Cassiope and Jacob Warner are wrestling. Uh, uh, um, Is that the football field? 
I don't know where they're playing, where they're doing this. I don't know where they're. Oh, that's interesting. Cassiope ranked number four at heavyweight, and of course Warner is one ninety-five, seven, one ninety-seven, number two in the country. Iowa's ranked number two, but they don't have a lot of other highly ranked wrestlers. It'll be interesting to see what happens as they get things going. Yeah, right up right up until they get Spencer Lee. Right, (laughs) right now they're he's not right. The the all these points the other teams are scoring. 125. They're all at 125 because he's not wrestling, right? We'll see what happens when he does. They have Penn, who's number 20 in the country, on uh, Saturday in Carver at 2 p.m. All right. Uh, our By f- the way, you've got to give it up to Tom Brands. Army came to Iowa City last year in a last-minute deal, and Tom Brands promised they would go out and, and wrestle Army, and, and did. he did. Yep. And UC Baptist came to Iowa City last year, and we went and wrestled them. So Tom Brands is, without question, the most honorable wrestling coach in all of the country for helping out these small, what I'm going to call smaller, lesser-known programs uh, by sending the Hawkeyes out to go and battle these teams. He is who you see he is on the screen. Let me, as I've told the story before, yes. he answered his own phone when I, and he pretended to not be himself until I, till he hybrid. It's, it's, it's Tom. This is Tom. Tom. This is Coach. Yeah, uh, okay, Fifth Street Five brought to you by Private Wealth Asset Management. Private Wealth Asset Management, which is represented tonight. Right yes, right, yeah. but, outstanding. Uh, but they also the, the, they've got this the beautiful new building here in uh, in uh, Valley Junction, up the way at three fifteen, the Union, um, and th- they like to uh, they'd like to help promote the rest of Valley Junction. Lots of good stuff down here. Lots of shops uh, to, to take your time in, and of course places to eat. And uh, this Fifth Street Five this week is, I love your idea, it's the top five linebackers in the Kirk Ferentz era. It, no, the Hayden, since Hayden. Oh, you counted, counted Hayden. What? I thought you meant since after Hayden. No, no, I counted Hayden. Oh, well, because, i got to revise this now. Well, and, and, and so this is brought up because, and we've got a short time to do this. This is smoking the bandit time. Yeah. Um, Chad Listikow, who I believe is a fantastic writer. I'm so glad he's on the Hawkeye beat and Randy Peterson's on the Iowa State beat. No big deal. Anyway, he said that he thinks Jack Campbell is the best linebacker Iowa's ever had. Got me to thinking. So my top five. I'll, I will start at number – I will start with my honorable mentions. Okay? They didn't make my top five. Christian Kirks, Christian Kirksey, Anthony Hitchens, A.J. Eads, and the Neiman Brothers. All on my honorable mention list. So I, I counted Kirksey Hitchens and James Morris as one dude. They were there you together go. at one time. Yes, and they're they number, were a they're number five. They're number five on my list. Okay, that's Very good. Very good. The Neiman Brothers um, honorable mentions on mine as well. Go for number four. My number five is Pat Anger. Okay. My number four is, is also a combination. It's the Chad Green, Greenway Abdul and Abdul Hodge. Uh, and the reason it's the combination is because the conversation – that you and I had with Norm Parker, when he goes, well, they're basically two guys that are one. Yeah, and they, that's a good point. They, and he goes, Greenway takes Abdul up to South Dakota on the farm, and Abdul took him to the to the city where Abdul Hodge was from, I think somewhere in Florida, and those two were literally inseparable. Norm, Norm said he had never had a better tandem. If Norm Parker tells me true. he had never had a better team yes. then I'm going to take that, and they're going to be uh, number four on my list. For those of you who have not listened to this show, what we used to do is wait for everybody to do the swarm against around Norm and then, like, leave, and then we would go talk to him after that. 
on our own, and we had a really good conversation. It was terrific, right? We did the Just same with Ken O'Keefe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I had them. Uh, I had Greenway at number three and Abdul Hajj at number four on my list. All so right. So go. my number three is Josie Jewell. Uh, okay. I've got him at number two. Wow. Uh, I've got him at number oh, two. Oh, you don't have Larry Station. I don't have Larry Station. So I have Jack Campbell at two and Larry Station yeah. at one. Okay. Yeah. And Larry Station yeah. at, let me tell you this, in 1985, Larry Station, number one versus number two, Jamie Morris is playing for Wisconsin, or, uh, Michigan. And it's like third and seven. They run uh, a drop no, play. That's, that and play he is burned in your mind. And he yeah. runs up, and he com- if he doesn't make this tackle, Michigan wins a football game. And he destroys him in the, in the backfield for like a two-yard loss. And Michigan has to punt, which leads to the Iowa drive, which leads to Rob Houghton. Uh, if you told me I and, had Hayden guys on this list, Brad Quast, Melvin Foster, I'm going to start going back into Mel Cole. And we're good. we're getting back there, right? All right they, that's there's some, good. some pretty good players back then too. Larry Station though stood out above all. He's of also on the calls. press box. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. is that, uh, is I like that, I love the list. Josie Jewell is hard. It, it's hard to remember how good he was, particularly before he got hurt. But he's been in the NFL doing a terrific job for quite some time. Has, as have uh, Kirksey and Hitchens, by the way. Josie Jewell and Jack Campbell are essentially the same Ca- kind of player. Yeah. Campbell is bigger, stronger, and faster. Just remember this: no other offers for Jack Campbell, other than and Josie Jewell's the last guy, last guy that we got yep. from Decora. Yep, Chad Greenway uh, had one other offer. I played eight man football. Played eight man football. Maybe these seven. Are the, these are the guys I was. South Dakota so so small. He may have played six man football. Three o'clock Friday afternoon. Nebraska comes in at three and eight. They've had. Uh, they're going to leave at three and nine, Brett. They're leaving at three and nine. Uh, they've been better. They've not been great. They've lost the lead. They, were, they led Minnesota by, t- by two scores. They led Wisconsin by two scores. They lost those Northwestern by 10 points and in the Hawks fourth quarter. Hawks have won quarter. seven in a row. So in the high Reese Heroes game, your, your last call is? Iowa, 34. Nebraska, what else would they be? 10. Ten. <laughs> I, uh, you're, you're giving us 34. We may score in all three phases. Well, that's a possibility. It's been done before Cooper by DeGene. this team. It's been done before by Cooper this team. Cooper uh, DeGene. Riley Moss gets into the action this week, and obviously the offense. I think it's closer than this. I think, uh, well, I, I, it, I, I, I think it's closer than that. The but, moment I looked at that number and said it was 10.5, I went, oh, my God, you got to take Nebraska. And then I thought, uh-uh. They want you to take Nebraska. Of course they do. They, they feel like Nebraska is going to mail the, this in. We've right? won the last three games by, what, five points? Uh, a Nebraska, total of five, five Nebraska points. is mailing this one in. Yeah, this might, this might be one that they Is their athletic in. director even coming? <laughs> Sorry. I don't know. Uh, you know you got, sometimes you've got to just consider oh, by where the program is. I, I did do I, a little research. This is the seventh coach that uh, has been at Nebraska since Kirk Ferentz has been at the University of Iowa. He's currently 8-5. and five. Winning eight of the last nine games. You, uh, you got me with Barney Cotton. I Barney Cotton. I did not Cotton. remember Barney I, Cotton. If I'm not mistaken, it was the Alamo Bowl that they, that he lost. I like, uh, um, I like again, holding Nebraska down. Um, I think 10 points is a, a solid number, but I'm going with 13. Oh, Just to Lord. skew it, and I think the Hawks win 24 to 13. We've been right uh, oh, in that range. pardon me. Okay. I thought you were saying and they, Iowa so was going to We can't no. win 13-10 I, no, two No, Iowa wins 24-13. We cover that number by half a point. 
But it's only literally because at some point in time, Iowa gets far enough ahead that we just, just start kind of running and pounding the ball and, and stop throwing again. And, and just kind of we get conservative. It's senior day. We win the thing going away. Get everybody ready for Indianapolis next week. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to be. You're going to Park City, man. I'm I'm, be I, out. I, I tried to, to. I was almost going with you and then decided not to. And now guess what I'm doing? I'm going to India. You're again. going to India. Well, Lord willing, and the Lord, creeks don't rise. All right, join us next week. We'll find out exactly what's happening on the Hawkeye Huddle on 17 under the champ, 101.3 FM.